It's so lucky to be home. Um, it's so lucky to have Greenpoint here. I think the last time we were in Greenpoint was in the morning a few weeks ago. I think something was happening. I think you guys had a whole team out uh, to Weinberg, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good to have you with us tonight. So I'm not going to preach tonight. I just want to share some testimony. Um, just, I just got back from Brazil for almost three weeks or over three weeks. And um, I want to just share what God is doing there and a few things, a few scriptures that he's laid in my heart. Why don't we cry? <laughs> and um, Adam, young Adam, is it Adam? The guy was over here with the hair. Adam, love your hair, bro. If I had hair, man, I'd have Afro, for serious. <laughs> that's not dog derogatory. That's awesome, dude. dude. I like your hair, too. I know, it's cool, bro. It's like, Wesley, where's Wes? Wes, your hair, dude, it's got to be like this, man. Come, bro. Ask Adam how to go, bro. Dude, God wants to do something great in you. Like, I think he is doing something great in you, but... Don't look at him. Like, I was watching you worship, and he's just like, he's like, you're a lion. It's like, ah, just let me out of the flipping cage. You know, like, like, just let me loose, you know, and I feel like God wants to let you loose. And like, you've got to, I think he's opened the door, actually, tonight. And, and you've got to run, bud. You've got to, without hesitation, without like good leadership, like good leadership is run, just go wild, and if you go off the track, we'll pull you in easy. Like we're just like, hey, we love you. There's true north. I just felt like God's made you a young lion. Like you want to roar, roar. I think He wants to open your voice. He wants to open your heart. Um, and and I, I, just, I think you're a mighty man, but you're a young mighty man. So you have lots of zeal, maybe like a bad bit of wisdom, but He wants to give you that wisdom with guys around you. But but go. Like, run, make the mistakes. The best way to learn is making mistakes. Um, is this sitting with you all? Like, come on, just, and like, there's grace to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Like, I'm making mistakes. And just run. And we're going to give you freedom to run and make mistakes and bang your head and learn. Okay. But go for it. Okay, cool. That's a bit of a weird word, but go for it. Yeah, who knows them? It's good, yeah? I can't see number eight. Okay, so um, so what I, want, what I feel like God's wanting to remind us, of, and it's great that um, Greenpoint is here, because want, he wants to remind us of a few things. Local is awesome. Love local with all my heart. But if all you're focusing on is local, you're missing something magnificent, which is translocal, which is the bigger picture. It's an amazing thing. And so what God wants to call us to is a passion for the local and a passion for the big and a balance between the two. And, and I believe this with all my heart. If you don't go, you don't grow. If you're sticking to just what you know and sticking in your comfort zone, and yeah, you're not, you're not going to go anywhere. And we definitely get blinds. Like how long does it take to get blinds in this place? Sorry for you, dude. You're getting like archives. I can check it. It's like, ah. And I was flying like 24-hour flights because you had to go to Dubai and then Dubai. But it's like, like nine hours to Dubai and then 15 hours to Brazil with like four or five-hour layovers. And I was thinking of Psalm 139, verses 7 to 12. And, and this is the cool thing that God reminded me about is, where can I go from your spirit? It should come up. Rob, have you got it there, dude? I love you, by the way. You're doing great. Don't worry about what Mark said. <laughs> where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I free from your presence? Can I say this? The same Holy Spirit that's with us now, bringing lonely into family, doing stuff in our hearts. Is this, he's meeting in Brazil right now. They've just started their meeting right now. And in four, year, four hours' time when we are asleep, they're having their second service. He's in Bella. He's in Montemore. He's in Sao Paulo where we were. The same spirit that's here is there. When I'm flying, I'm like 39,000 feet. I'm looking at the temperature outside because my mind always goes to the dark places. Like if this plane explodes right now, I've probably got 0.5 seconds to live because it's minus 57 outside. I'm just going to freeze. It'll be a quick death. It'll be awesome. Why do you think that on a plane? I don't know. But I'm like, 
I was watching the cameras. I love the cameras on the outside of the planes. I'm just watching the earth go by like, like little ships that you can barely see. And I'm thinking, you here with me? You're back home with my family there. You, and our God is a big God. <laughs> and he's working here. He's working there. He's working everywhere. He's working in North America where we have churches. He's working in Europe. He's working in Australia. He's working in South America. That is the God. Where can we go for your present? Keep it up until they say, don't keep it up, if that makes any sense. Just keep it up. Next, next verse. If I send to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in Shul, that's down in the depths in hell, you are there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. That's the God that we serve. It's beautiful. It's like, is there more? I can't remember. Um, and if I surely, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as day, for the darkness is as light with you. It's this beautiful picture of, I really missed home. It's three weeks is a long time. I actually jumped on a plane and came home earlier because um, Mark Davis's wife ended up in hospital and a bunch of things happened. And when they gave me the opportunity, I was there. Shame, I think we're in old and the guys are like really bleak because we were supposed to have like a couple of days off and debrief and do some fun things. I'm like, I'm on, the, I'm, on I'm in, um, I'm coming back. But it's just God is massive. And it is amazing to see what he's doing. It's amazing to see that he is alive, that he is the head of the church, that he's building his church, and it's working. It's really working. People are getting saved. Demons are fleeing. The saints are rising up. It is beautiful to see. And um, another thing I want to encourage you with is Romans 12, verses 3. And this is something that I saw, and I'll start giving some testimonies. So we need to realize this. I keep on hearing this all the time. It's irritating me. So I'm going to preach about it sometime. I keep on hearing Christians say, I'm trying to find my place in the body. Like, I'm trying to find my place in the body. I think that's so unbiblical. You've already got a place in the body. You're part of the body. Whether you're a toe or a knee or an elbow or whatever, it doesn't matter. You're part of the body, right? You don't have to find your place in the body. What you need to find is your grace within the body. And so this says, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, to not think uh, more highly of them than you ought to think, but think with sober judgment according to the measure of faith God has assigned. And so I look around here and I'm like, God has assigned you faith and he's assigned you grace. And it doesn't matter how young you are, it doesn't matter how old you are, it doesn't matter your skin color or what language you speak. For three weeks, I was trying to understand Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese. By the end, I actually could understand what they were saying about me. Quite scary. <laughs> Crazy gringo with a big red beard that everyone's afraid of. But I was like, my ear tuned in. And that's what I feel like God's saying. God, you're in the body. If you're a believer of Jesus Christ, spirit-filled, giving your life to Jesus, surrendered to him, you're part of the body. That's a nego- it's not a negotiable. You're in. What you need to find is what is your grace within the body? And if you do that and you act according to the grace and the faith that God has given you, great things will happen. So let me use this as an example. So Mark Davies is a very, 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 very good teacher. Don't tell him I was be nice to him, okay? Just leave that between us. When I'm with him, I don't tell him nice things because then his head grows and things happen. And you have to be like 24 hours on a plane with him. It's terrible. Don't do that. So just... This is between us. But he's a very good teacher. And like, every time he teaches, he's a good friend of mine. I've loved him. I've known him for many years. We travel a lot together. But every time he's, he, he teaches, I'm like, wow. Wow. Like, how the heck does he do that? And he's got a photographic memory. He can just pull stuff from whenever. And it's just like beautiful. That's his grace. My grace is not so much like that. So we're preaching our hearts out. We're trying. We're in Bella. I've been going to Bella for 10 years. I've been worried about Bella congregation for 10 years. Don't tell them I'm saying this. I have sleepless nights over that congregation, even when I'm back home. And for 10 years, it's just can't find the key, can't find the key. Slowly but surely seeing things happen, but can't find the key. Can't. And so Saturday morning, we had a whole bunch of leaders meetings, and 
met with the elders individually and then as a team because we're trying to make a leadership change and a whole bunch of political things going on and politics and trying to win hearts. And and so we decided Saturday morning we're getting together, we're going to do something, we're going to have a lunch afterwards and we're going to fellowship for the rest of the evening, play soccer and whatnot. And we say to the team beforehand, listen, all come prepared. We had about six guys with us, pretty young guys. Um, Come with a short testimony, come share it, and then we'll see what God does. So we get there, two people rock up out of the team. We start worship, the rest of the team is nowhere to be found. We're trying to phone the hosts, can't get a hold of anyone. Panic starts rustling up. I'm thinking, is there, <laughs> is there an accident? Have there been gringos been kidnapped? What the heck is going on? I'm panicking. I'm like literally frantically putting a preach together, which I did a lot in worship times. <laughs> I'm going, man, this is going to go pear-shaped. We've got visitors coming in. These guys looking into 412. We're going to mess this up. Mark Davies is in another city. This is going pear-shaped. And I'm panicking a little bit. And we had two girls there, <laughs> Terenique and Chloe. Chloe is from TMT. Some of the guys will know from TMT. And they stand up, and Terenique shares a testimony. And I'm like, where are these guys? I'm trying to find it. still not. Chloe stands up, gives a testimony. And all of a sudden, my panic goes away. Because I'm realizing we've just hit. I'm worried, about, I'm worried about the team coming and where they're at and what are we going to do afterwards. And God's like, hey, Brett, I've got this. I'm building my church. And Chloe speaks. And the presence of the Lord just gunk on the building. And now, Ronaldo, who's going to be with us in a couple weeks' time, three, three weeks' time, he's coming to South Africa, so he's going to come preach with us. But... I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, and we're going, I'm thinking, this is for the elders' wives, and he's thinking, this is for the elders' wives, and we're both not saying it because we're a bit nervous of just what's gone down in the last 10 years. And he goes up to one of the ladies, one of the elders' wives, and he goes, I think this is for you, and then she starts crying. And then the rest of the elders' wives start crying, and then we're like, actually, guys, this is for the elders' wives. Come to the front, and for the first time, this is no preaching happening. There's no leaders doing it. It's Chloe. It's Terenique. It's these young ladies that have some kind of grace for that moment in that congregation after 10 years of seed, 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 seed. And they stand up literally two minutes. A total change. That congregation will never be the same again. Like literally, it will never be the same again. The wives come. They stop praying for each other. There's repenting. There's crying. There's asking for forgiveness. And we just stand back going, Ronaldo and I'm like, what the heck just happened here? You know what happened? God pulled in and he graced and he gave faith to Chloe and to Terenique. And I was lacking in it, which shows something. And he just in a moment used these two young girls that have never been there before to break open stuff. And I was going, God... You are so good. You are so good. Man, that caused some work because we had to work on pride issues and a few things after that because it was legit. It was like revival stuff happening. But God used them. And so the same applies for us. Like God has given you grace. He's given you faith. Are you willing to sacrifice for the sake of his kingdom to get out of your comfort zone? And to not just think about your little world. There are 44 congregations in Josh Jenner alone. There are over 400, 300. How many churches, Jeff? I don't know, in 412. Over 350 churches in 412 around the world that are part of us. And in our leaders meeting in Sao Paulo, I said, guys, you might be 150 people here, but you're not alone. There are thousands and thousands of believers that believe the same stuff as you, that are loving you, that are praying for you right now. (laughs) Because we are one church. Yo, it was a powerful evening. You guys are with me still. You got very quiet. How are you getting encouraged? You know what I'm saying? And so, and so like, I learned something. about. And that's what I always say. When you go, you grow. I was like, God, what the heck is going on in my heart? Do I think more highly of it than I ought to? Because I'm leading the team. I've been going for 10, 12 years or whatever. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm missing this. Like, we just been honest with you guys. And then Terry and Chloe come, and this is like, and now I'm not worried about the congregation anymore. In actual fact, we are sending 
an elder from Sao Paulo into the congregation to lead. He's going in two weeks' time. And I saw life again, joy again, faith again. I saw, man, I saw a leadership team starting to act like a leadership team. It was a beautiful thing. And it's sacrificial because you sacrificed me, PM, for three weeks. I sacrificed my family and my kids for three weeks. It costs something. But I want to say this. It's worth the cost. It's worth the cost. So anyways, fast forward, and then I'm going to start trying to close. Um, so, so we get to the camp. So it's like three weeks in. We are super knackered. Are you right, dude? Are you winning? Are you winning? God dealing with you. Awesome. <laughs> Your hair's so soft. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so we are broken. We're having like three, four hours maximum sleep a night for three weeks in a row. It's crazy. We, we, we grafting one church, the next, the next. Some really gnarly meetings. It was not a holiday at all, as some people might think. Um, and so the camp, we, we split it up. Like um, Mike was going to preach, and then I would preach, and then Mike would preach, and then I'd preach, and then Mike would preach, and I'd preach. And so he did really good preaches. And then every time I preached, like I... I, was, I, I, like, I prepared like five different sermons over that weekend. And every time I got up to preach, I couldn't preach. And God was like, he just came. And so the one night on Friday night, um, no, sorry, Saturday night, like we just had worship and I'm looking over and like God's going, there's someone here that needs to get saved tonight. And I'm like, it's like we're cold. It's like, <laughs> we just worshiped. It was awesome. And I'm like, does anyone, like this is how easy it was. Does anyone want to get saved tonight? And this young man over there automatically, boom, and then he runs to the front, like shaking. Like, oh, and I'm like, what the heck is going on here? It's like, it's like he falls on the ground. We pray for him. He gets saved. I think he's only been in church for two weeks from a Catholic background. The Holy Spirit pours at him. He gets drunk in the Spirit for the first time. He's like, Aah. and like, everyone's like, Aah. I was like, that salvation was worth my three weeks. Because his eternity has changed forever and ever and ever again. Does it make sense? And then words of knowledge come. And the one thing that was really cool to see was the prophetic started to really rise up. Because there's a lot of prophetic people there, but they just don't know how to. So we gave opportunity. So Mike, the, 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 the joke became, uh, so we are having baptisms. It's such a funny story. I baptized my father like, at the camp. And this one little like, three-year-old, he shouts to one of the guys, do you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior? <laughs> Getting baptized. He's like, I think so. He's like, what? And then they ask another question. And they're like, come on, make up your mind. Is it a yes or no? You know, like he's shouting at this guy. So Mark shouts, Brett, he's preached more than you at this camp. <laughs> oh, Mark. Anyways. So Sunday morning, we have this amazing, I want to just, yeah. So we, we have worship. The choir's doing this, the choir thing. I don't even like choirs, but I really enjoyed that. It was awesome. Like, but the choir wasn't a choir. It was like worship. They, yeah, it was amazing. And then we set JP as an elder over Bello, and we dedicated a kid. And then I'm supposed to preach again because it's Sunday morning. We're closing the thing. Like, it's rah-rah, let's pray. And then I get up there, and I'm like, we can't preach. Like, sorry, Mark, but you will preach a full preach. He told me that beforehand. Like, you will preach a full preach. And I'm like, I'm trying to honor him because he's kind of my leader. And I'm like, I'm trying to honor him because he's preach. Like, don't drop Mark, you know. I'm just going to take the mark. And... and again, like, God says, there's people here that need to be saved. <laughs> so, so I'm like, does anyone want to be saved? And two people put up their hand, like immediately, boom. And they run to the front. And then as I'm, we're praying for them and God's doing some stuff and a demon starts, ah, then there's vomit and everything. It was cra crazy. It was just like, and things are happening. And then I say to another, I think, I think there's another person. And he's like, you won't believe this, bread. There was a prophetic word that came before the meeting. I didn't know about it because I came in late. I overslept, I think, a little bit. And he said there were a picture of three coffins that were going to be resurrected. So there's two now. So I'm like, whoa. 
as we get onto the stage, literally because he's interpreting, another guy just runs to the front, drops on his knee, and he gives his life to Jesus. And I'm like, and we're like, it's been filmed, you'll see us. We're like, no freaking way. Like, and then the janitor, he's not even part of the church. I don't know what he's doing in the back there. He just runs to the front. I don't even know he's the janitor. I just think he's part, you know, I don't know half the people there, you know. And you're like, and there's demons coming out there, and people are like, oh, and I'm like, oh, maybe shouldn't all of there because they're trying to fight the demon. And it was like, we shouldn't do that. And it was chaos. It was chaos. It was like, and Mark said, you've got to preach, preach. I'm like, I can't preach, preach. Look what's happening. <laughs> and, like, and then the prophetic starts flowing, and then life starts happening. And then two hours later, we're still worshiping the Lord, and God is doing amazing things. The best that Mark loved, he loved this. So I said to someone, is there, uh, God gave me a, a name, I think it was Isabella or Isabel or something like that. I'm like, is there an Isabel here? And like a lady put up her hand, I was like, quite astonished. I'm like, okay. So then I say, someone's got a word for you. <laughs> Mark's like, oh my goodness. You can't even prophesy over them. You've got to prophesy that someone else is going to prophesy. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's having a, he was having a hard time because he's working harder than I am. You know, I'm getting the people to do the work, you know. And Chris Bob, this lady, put up her hand like super quick. And she's like, you won't believe it. I had this word the whole day and I've been too scared to tell her. And she comes in the front of the church and God's. And I'm like, come on, God, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good. And so it's always going to cost us something. But the cost is worth it if God is there. Your Revelation 12 verses 11 to 12 says this. And this is what I saw. Uh, Revelation 12. This is what I saw over and over again. The, the things that really stood out to me was more than a preach. It was, so they, and they have conquered him, Satan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimonies. For they did not love their lives even unto death. Do you know what I saw? The, the, the thing that my highlight for the three weeks was young people telling other people about what God has done in their lives and the power of God breaking out like I've never seen before. <laughs> you have a story. You have faith. You have grace. However small you might think that is or however big you think that is, but God wants to use you. Because there's another scripture. It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. It's in, um, it's in 2 Corinthians 3 verse 17. It says, but now the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces complement the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image with increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. You see, without the Spirit in our lives, without being willing to open our hearts up and sacrifice and get a passion for the local and the translocal and be willing to go even if it costs us something, <laughs> we're not going to see increasing glory. Because God's heart is to go. <laughs> and so now there's a big difference. And this is one of the things we had to fix in Brazil. A lot of people were going wherever they wanted to go. There's a big difference between going and being sent. Simone, who was our TMT guy for the last three years, we've sent him to Stellenbosch PM. He didn't go because it was a good idea. He, we sent him. And I phoned him today. He's doing great. He's preaching next week for the first time. And he's super stoked and he's leading and he's doing amazing things. Glenn and Marley, where are you guys? I saw you earlier. So I love this couple. And for the last four years, they've been trying to escape us. <laughs> Remember one of the first meetings we ever had? It was like, bro, we feel like we need to go. And it's always been, oh, I don't know if it's the Lord. And then just the other day, just before I went to Brazil, I think it was like a day before, a couple of days before, they're like, bread, we're really feeling like Ireland is calling us. And in the moment, I'm going, oh, my hat. That sounds like the Lord. And so they could have gone to different congregations to, and that would have been them going. But there's, a, there's a, a connection in Andrew's heart, in Kim's heart, in my heart, in their hearts, that there's something happening in Ireland for them. And so if they do go, it's not because it was a good idea. It was because we're sending them. Does it make sense? The people we took to the Brazil trip, they came with us 
we got hold of, or James got hold of, where's James? I saw him earlier. He's here, sir. He was on the desk. James got hold of all the elders, vetted them for me. Are these guys trustworthy? Can we use them? Do they, are they carrying something of the Lord? We want to take people that are sent, not just, it's not a holiday. And when that happens, sure, God works in amazing ways. And the last scripture I want to just throw out and then we'll land is Luke uh, 10 verses 1 and 2. Now that was super fast. Wow. You're reading my mind, hey? It says this, after the Lord appointed the 72 others, he sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. So just keep it up there. See, when Jesus sends people, everything he did was deliberate. Like when he chose the disciples, and the chosen didn't get this right in my account so much, but the Bible says that Jesus prays for 12 hours. And then he wakes up the next day and he calls 12. It's almost like Jesus prays for an hour each person who God is going to bring into his life. And then he goes and he says, come follow me. <laughs> it's beautiful. So the Lord appointed the 70 others, okay, it's the disciples and some others. And then he sent them ahead. Where is God sending you? And is that sending in connection with your local eldership and your leadership team? Because they only went into every place and every town where God was going himself. It's a beautiful scripture. <laughs> the only reason why we're doing well-ish, I think, in Brazil is because God is sending us in there. Because he's been going before us. Because for now, we're the right people for, the, for Brazil. Maybe in a year's time, we're not going to be. And then it goes on to say this. But then he said to him, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord for the harvest to send out laborers into the harvest. And I want to end on that because Andrew's heart has always been go, come back, go, come back, go, come back, go. I've been going to Brazil since 2012, 2013, in and out, in and out, in and out. Yes, it is a sacrifice. But there's so much work to be done. In the kingdom of God. We were just talking on the way back, flying into, in Dubai. We had four hours. There's so much work. We haven't even scraped the tip of the iceberg in Brazil. We're actually talking about putting people on the ground there. Because there's so much stuff to do. There's almost 500 churches that might connect with us pretty soon. Maybe. That is, that's in, in South America. It's not even Brazil. It's Chile. It's Argentina. It's every, we are freaking out. Because <laughs> if that happens, we are in trouble. <laughs> I'm like, please, Lord, just give us a few more years. It's ready to burst, but we don't have hungry sons and daughters that have a heart to go. Because maybe we need to focus on ourselves and our own comforts and securities. So. So let's start with the 44 congregations in Josh in the city. Go, I know, green pointers, I know. Your morning is in the morning. Our morning is now. We're just waking up. Check it out. Woo! You guys are going to bed already. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes sacrifice an evening, man. My guys, I'm going to, I have congregations every six or seven weeks. I'm traveling to each because we oversee the hubs. And we're building relationships and friendship. I'm going every week, every Sunday morning, I'm going somewhere. Come with me. Let God use you. You be, be the grace for that morning, not me. <laughs> I want to end there because I've spoken way longer than I was hoping. <laughs> I want to pray for us. And if God's laid something of love for him and love for each other, it's the same thing. He's been talking about the same thing. If we love him, we're going to go. We're going to love each other. If there's something burning in you to go, let's ask them to send us. Let's ask the leaders to identify that thing. And some of us have to wait and be matured and grown up and learn stuff and all that. I understand all that. But if that heart's not there to go, man, we're going we're gonna to miss it. We're going to be so gazing on our own feet that we're going to miss what God's doing. You know? And so stand with me.
If you're feeling like God's given you a heart to, to be sent, to be open to, to move, um, to visit. We always say in Joshua, any time, any place, anywhere. And even when we moved from Sunningdale to Edgemead, one of the biggest things was like, how did you, did you pray? How did you find faith for it? And I was like, I didn't pray, to be totally honest, and I didn't have to find faith. Andrew said, Brett, we want you there, and I went. That's it. I found Abby after the meeting. Hey, babes, we've got to edge meet. <laughs> Let's pack up. We've got to go get there by next week. That's what God wants to call it. Our bags are packed, ready to go. And so if that's you, can you raise your hands to the Lord or open your heart or do something? That's me. I'm going to do that because I want to go more and stay more <laughs> and find that balance somehow. But Father, right now as we raise our hands, thank you, God, that you are leading your church. Thank you that you are the head. Thank you that you love your church, that you died for her. Thank you that your church is actually vibing around the world, Lord, like you are placing churches into 412 and into even Josh Jen's life, Lord, that have the same heart, same purpose, same desire to build church your way and not God's way. Lord, here we are, sons and daughters. And as your eyes gaze across the planet, we might not be the the best looking guys, maybe Mark Pierce is the best looking guy here, but we're not the best looking guys. We probably, we're not the most, we're not the best speakers. We don't have much to offer, but what we do offer is this, Lord, our lives to you and our willing hearts to go wherever, whenever, however. And so, Lord, if just come and fill us. <laughs> Give us a passion for the lost. Give us a passion for your church again. Lord, rekindle that heart, that fire for you, God. Give us a passion for the local and the translocal, God. Just pour that upon us, God. There we, we, you are a massive, magnificent God. Help us, help us dream like you dream. Help us look like you look. Your ways are not our ways, God. Your thoughts are not our thoughts, Lord. Help us live kingdom more so, God. Get us excited, God, again. For you and your kingdom, God. And those things that are so easily entangle us and take our gaze off you. Even our own sin sometimes, Lord, that you will work that out of us in Jesus' name. So if God's laying a nation on your heart right now, or a congregation, or an area, or a person, or a business, or a school, To say, God, I want to trust that you'll open my heart to that. That you'll give me wisdom. That you'll help my leaders identify that call and that longing to go in that way. For some, you'll move for a long time. For others, it'll be short bursts. But Lord, send us into the harvest. Open doors, Lord, that are so wide. <laughs> we can't we can't doubt it's you. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness, for your love for us, for the passion that you're starting to stir up in us again. Thank you for our leader, Andrew. Thank you for the call that you have placed on his life, Lord. Thank you for his faithfulness throughout these years and his wisdom as he leads us, Lord. And we want to pray, Lord, just continue to use them, God, in our lives and in the lives of many churches around the world, Father. Lord, continue to smile upon him and Ems. Continue to love them, God. Continue to fill them with vision and love for you and for us, God. Lord, he needs much wisdom and much strength. Just pour that on him. Even now, Lord, you'll feel your presence. Thank you for Greenpoint Congregation as well, God. Lord, thank you for these amazing hearts that I'm seeing in front of me. Lord, we want to pray that you'll continue just to grow them, Lord, in love, Lord. I thank you for the people that you're adding into them. Thank you for the life that you're bringing, God. Lord, may Greenpoint be never the same again because of a few, a few people loving you with all their hearts, soul, mind, and strength, God. 
Thank you for, your, for, for Neil and his love for you and the team. Thank you for PM here as well, God. Thank you for these amazing people that you've put into our lives. We want to say thank you. We, are so, we feel so privileged, Lord, to be part of this thing. We love you, God. We love you, God. We love you, God. Who is singing that? Come sing it over us quickly. I know, sorry, that was a beautiful singing voice. Maybe use this one. Is this one open? This one. Hey, your time to shine, Jess. No, just kidding. <laughs> Jesus, we love you. Oh, how we love you. You are the one that's Jesus will love you. Just as we, in this moment, don't, don't, don't stop singing if you sing in the spirit. But really, Father, like the Lord wants to encourage a couple here. So I'm going to just, in faith, throw this out. Because I feel like, I feel like, I feel like there's a couple here. And you do, be, you do feel called, but you, you feel like you're called to different things. And it's bringing disunity in your relationship. Um, and I feel like God wants to reunite 
your hearts again. <laughs> and that's a strange word, but I don't know if there's anyone, anyone like that. I just want to encourage you and, and pray for you and trust that God will connect your hearts again. So to be clear, to be clear, the husband wants one thing and the wife wants something else, both feeling like the Lord is calling you. So there's a call, but you're kind of just missing each other. I don't know, I'm trying to be as clear as possible. You guys, really? Come on. Seriously, come on. Come on. That's amazing. So... Oh man, you're more prophetic than everybody here. So I'm, I'm super nervous now. So I feel like the Lord's saying this. Where there's unity, He commands His blessing. And you're walking in some of His blessing. And we know each other. I, I'm, I'm trying to not, I know you, I'm trying to not know you. <laughs> but I do feel like there is more for you guys. And I do feel like you have been moving forward. And I want to pray for unity with you guys. Because you're an amazing couple. And you've, been, you've blessed us so, so many years. But the, it, this isn't it. But you've got you to find each other. You've got to find that thing that God is saying to both of you together. And maybe you still do your thing and come back. And, but that's the thing that I like. And God, I want to pray. God, just give them wisdom. God, this is an amazing couple who love you. Who love you. Lord, who are committed to your church. Lord, are committed to you always. Lord, I know they seek your kingdom first. But Lord, we want to pray unity over them. Lord, we want to pray that if the evil one is in there trying to cause division or confusion, Lord, we want to pray against them in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, that your voice, I know you're calling them to the same thing. <laughs> Lord, that you, they will hear you individually and together, Lord, in the name of Jesus. That you'll make what you are calling them as a couple to do. would be so clear, so clear, Lord, that your word that says in, um, that you confide in those who fear you. Lord, that you'll be able to confide your dreams, your plans into both of their hearts at the same time, Lord. And in that, they'll find more blessing. And Lord, that you'll put people around them, God, that will just be wise voices for them. And that they'll be your voice to them, Lord, in this. I also feel like God's saying, have grace for each other. Because he's made you very different for a reason. So somehow those differences have to come together to make a whole. If that makes any sense. So you've got to find grace for each other in that. <laughs> I think that might be a key to finding the unity, actually, as, as the Lord is speaking to me. Does that make sense? I don't know. I'm super nervous because you're like highly prophetic. Um, I think the enemy has come in. I think you've allowed little foxes to become biggish foxes. I don't think they're big, big yet, but kill those little foxes now, like those medium-sized foxes. Kill them. Get them out. Get them out of the garden. They're digging up roots and stuff. Just like, like, the one thing I'm going to pray for you continue is just that you'll hear God, hear God, and not the other voices. I feel like there's too many voices, and those voices are becoming foxes, and foxes will destroy the vineyard, as the Bible says. So let's, let's, like, let's trust together. And maybe we can talk about it tomorrow at the elders' meeting as well, just to how we can come around you guys and, and support you guys. And Amazing. I do feel like God's highlighting. I feel like there's another couple, actually. I don't feel that they're the couple, to be totally honest. So I'm going to be a little bit awkward here. We, we're a little bit over time. We're a little bit over time, but if God's moving, let's, let's just, I do believe there's another couple that I don't know that God is speaking to. I could be wrong. I have been wrong in the past, but I'm feeling so strong. I'm going to throw it out there. Anybody who take us? Just hold on a little bit more. I really feel like this will be a breakthrough, breakthrough moment for you guys as a couple. So not to take away what God is doing. I think he's doing something cool there, but I, I do believe there's someone else. So I'm going to wait a little bit, and I'm not going to make it too awkward, and if no one comes, we'll, we'll close the meeting.
feel, okay, let me, let me try to give you a little bit more. Maybe this will help. I feel like your destiny is um, India and that Middle East area. And so I think what's happening is one of the couple, one of the is talking India and the other one's freaking out because of Telly Belly and all of that kind of stuff. And they don't like curry. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing it out there. You know, God has a sense of humor. He can laugh a little bit every now and again. So I don't know if that's ringing, ringing a bell. Hopefully it's not for us, babes. Is it for you guys? Come on, come to the front here. Come on, God wants to do something with you guys. Come. Who wants to go to India and who doesn't want to go to India? Oh. Okay, come. Okay, come, come, come. And then the elders, leaders, whoever, are you comrade leaders? Are you saints? What are you? Saints are good. I'm a saint too. Okay, comrade leaders, come around. Let's. Where do I know you from? I know you. Where, we did something together, didn't we? No, I don't think so. Super awkward. We spoke at church. There we go. Come, come. Don't be afraid. Let's pray for these guys. I feel like there is a call. And for you guys, um, well done for being brave. I know, I know. But like, I feel like there's, like a, there's a, a igniting of something. I met, a, I met a, 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 a newly safe couple in Brazil. I saw them. I had to promise that like, I felt like for them, nations will come to their knees because of them. And then I found out like, he's this like, international jiu-jitsu guy who everyone knows. And I didn't obviously know him. But like, he had already had a platform to have doors into different nations, America and all of that. But I feel for you guys, I feel like, um, so God says to Israel, I haven't chosen you because you're significant. I've actually chosen you because you're the least among all the nations. And because you're the least of the nations, I want to make my name famous through you. <laughs> and I felt like, don't despise humble beginnings. You might go, yes, we're a little couple, we have nothing to give, you have a lot to give, because Christ has a lot to give through you. And so I want to pray that his dreams come true in you and that you'll be courageous enough to step into them. <laughs> Does it make sense? Your names? Bianca and Henku. This is, you're their leader. This is sitting well with you. And then when the time comes for you guys to be wise enough to send and to give opportunity to send a little bit at a time or whatever the move is to, to help them step into what God is calling them into the bigger, you know. And so... Father, thank you for this amazing couple. Thank you for their courage to come in front of a congregation like this. And Lord, there's something that you're calling out in them tonight. A heart for the nations, a heart for maybe hard places, a heart for places that no one else wants to go. And Lord, it, the sacrifice is massive. But Lord, if you go with them, people will know that you're alive. And so, Lord, we want to ask that you will just give them heart for the nation, but give them the same heart for the nations. Lord, help them to stand in faith as a couple, God. I feel like God might even send you to a place where couples are so needed um, that you will be able to model something of a blueprint couple to nations and to areas where marriages and couples and doing things together, husband and wife, isn't normal. And so, Lord, if that's you, Lord, just open those doors, close those doors, bring wisdom, bring leaders into their place, help them just rub shoulders with those people that need to rub shoulders with them in order to um, shape them into the couple that you need to use, Lord. But never let this hunger leave them. This hunger for you, for your kingdom and for the nations, God. Keep them hungry, God, but keep them hungry together. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This is a wonderful call of you guys. Yes, like it. Wonderful call of God. Have you, have you been told, have you been told, uh, um, uh, what? Trying to put this like, have you been told otherwise? Like, have you been told negative things about what God could, or not? Yeah, I, mean, I don't necessarily think that somebody was told that you know, yeah. 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 Yeah.
Look, if he can use me, he can use pretty much anybody. <laughs> and like, really, like, if he can use me, he can definitely use you guys. And I really want to, you feeling something, babes? I saw you in the corner of my eye. And I really just, like, you like, try try ask the Lord to, to like, um, the shield of faith, you know, the like armor of God, the shield of faith um, can stop the flaming arrows coming in. I think he is shooting flaming arrows at you, but he's given you faith. And so just to recognize the faith and to, to lift the faith when it's needed, I think is what God wants to say. Yeah, um, first of all, I just, I just got this picture of Mary and she's just sitting with Jesus and she's hanging on his every word and, um, and Martha's behind her, you know, doing all the things that she knows she needs to do and it's almost like everybody's looking at the, almost the older sister, the Martha, and just being like, well, if Jesus is going to choose anyone, she's, he's going to choose Martha because she's the responsible one and she's got all her ducks in a row. And, and Mary's like just drunk in love with Jesus, you know. And then Jesus says, I'm not going to take this away from Mary, you know. Like Mary wants it. She wants what's really important. And I just feel like God's saying to you, you don't have to get your priorities straight. You've got your priorities straight. Um, and he's going to give you what you need in the time that you need it. So don't jump too far ahead. He'll give it to you when you need it. The most important thing is just keep loving Jesus. And then um, I just feel for you, um, God's going to give you a, a special gifting of, I almost feel it's like this, I get the word like Ishmael redemption, you know, like I don't know if it's going to be specifically like Muslim, Arab, but uh, I feel like there's, there's going to be like people or a people group or I'm not sure, but there's going to be like almost a deep rejection of those people, like almost a hatred of like a scapegoat thing, you know, like if we're going to reject anyone, we're going to reject them and God's just going to show you, like give you this miraculous love where you can see them and you have this respect for them even, you know, to say like, God made in his image. And it's, and it's um, yeah, those people are going to be won over to Jesus because it's going to be something authentic. Like, wow, they, he sees me and he respects me. He doesn't just want to fix me and change me, you know. So yeah, Father, I just pray that you, you seal those things and if there's anything of that that isn't of you, that you just chuck that out. But whatever is of you, Lord, just prosper it by your spirit. Amen. Our kids' church is going rampant. I think they're burning tires and <laughs> things are going crazy. Sorry, kids' church, we love you. We're going to end there. Love you guys. Thanks for coming. Call, lead like a boss. Call, <laughs> lead like a boss. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. If you don't need to run, coffee shop's open. Care.